Hello, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, December 20th at the Edge Construction Studio in Columbus, Indiana. And listen, it's full of information that's probably going to be weird and probably going to get me shit on, but that's okay. The Colts are not mathematically eliminated, thus I am still optimistic. Before we get into that, Edge Construction, masters of the construction industry. Okay? Listen, you need some... uh, Site development done, some dirt work, any construction project you need done, these guys can point you in the right direction. Edge Construction, my friend Brian, 812-343-3035. Get a hold of him. Tell him the Sean B. Show sent you. Edge Construction, masters of all things construction, 812-343-3035. Also, that merch store up at secondstringmedia.net, Second String Media Store. Go check it out now. Let's get started. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. What is happening, everybody? It is The Sean B. Show. Thank you very much for clicking on this podcast and giving me a listen. Once again, as a few of you always do, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. I am at the Edge Construction Studio. It is Tuesday. December 20th. That's right. Five days till Christmas. You guys know what you're getting? You guys got your shopping done? I know I do not have my shopping done, but I'm almost done. I had a lot of it started, and then I got a lot of it done last night, and I'll finish it up probably today. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll just uh, tussle that line a little bit. My wife likes to give me a lot of shit for waiting to the last minute and She's not wrong, but, uh, yeah, it's whatever, you know, it's Christmas shopping. It's the most wonderful time of the year for capitalists. All right. It is the Sean B show. It's Tuesday week, week 15 of the national football league just finished week 16 upon us. A lot to talk about, uh, within week 15, a lot of fun, three walk-off touchdowns. Week 15, good week of football. The biggest comeback in the history of the National Football League, okay, happened week 15 of the 2022 NFL season. A little bit of a sore subject, if you're like me, but, uh, you know, that's how it went. So a lot of good stuff. Pacers talk, Hoosiers talk. uh, It's college football bowl season, and that's exciting for some people. We'll talk about uh, the NFL playoff picture and what it looks like. Oh, man. Talk about probably the most exciting thing that's happened for second string media uh, since its inception, uh, the launch of the second string media store. I know some people have already gone on and ordered. If you have, I appreciate it. Um, That store can be found at www.secondstringmedia.net. You'll notice that it is a blog website that has not been blogged on for a while because that just is something else that has not gotten up and running yet. But if you go to www.secondstringmedia.net on the blue banner across the top, click Second String Media Store or Shop. I believe it says Shop, and that will direct you. There will be a link there to direct you to the Second String Media Store on Spreadshop. And you can get Mind Snacks podcast products, 
Sean B. Show products, and Second String Media branded products. More products will be launching very soon. But for now, basic designs on pretty much anything you can think of. Water bottles, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, t-shirts. I believe there's uh, some baby products on there, some onesies. Yeah. So lots of cool stuff on there. It's a neat, st- it's a neat store. I got to be completely honest. I haven't seen a product from the store yet. I cannot wait. I know a couple people have ordered. I appreciate you for that. I want to know about product quality, okay, because honestly, a lot of it's out of our hands. It's completely drop shipment. We don't really touch anything but the design. So how good of a job Spreadshop does on putting our designs on products and sending them to you, uh, We I, honest, I'll be completely honest, we still don't know how that's going to go. So hopefully it's great. If not, of course, we'll, you know, figure it out one way or the other. But uh, again, I appreciate all you guys uh, for all your great stuff that you've ordered so far. And again, that can be found on secondstringmedia.net in the Second String Media Shop tab of the website. I know we posted the link to the shop uh, directly to Spreadshop, but uh, obviously I wanted that to be uh, found under our Second String Media website. So it is there now, secondstringmedia.net. Go to Second String Media Store. Browse all the products, Mind Snacks, Sean B. Show, Second String Media branded products. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting. There's already been orders. There's nothing in this world cooler than knowing that your people support you. And uh, it, it means the world. I appreciate all you guys for doing that. I got to be honest, though. I got to be real honest. I'm nervous about what these hoodies look like because I'm jacked about these hoodies, right? Like, you get online, you order a hoodie, you're fucking jacked about it. All right. I want to, I'm nervous to see how they come out, what they look like. I can't wait. I'll be just to be completely transparent in that process. I'm still a little bit in the dark, but uh, I, to be honest, I, like I said, just I'm already stoked to see how many people are supporting Second String Media and the podcasts, all kinds of stuff. Cool week coming up. It's Christmas, obviously. Christmas Eve on Saturday. Christmas Day, Sunday. Of course, we'll have the Christmas episode, uh, something we do every year of Mind Snacks tomorrow night, live on the interwebs at 8 o'clock p.m. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. going to be fun. I I, I love this time of year. I know um, it's always fun to celebrate with your friends, celebrate with people you love. And I hope you guys are doing just that. I know we have all the plans, all the traveling planned. Looks like there's going to be some shitty weather, though. The weather not looking good uh, for, honestly, like it's supposed to get nasty starting, I think, Thursday night. going to get cold as balls. Like there, there are people talking about like a real feel of like, nah, negative 30. Like that's insane. All that rain we're going to get Thursday, going to freeze overnight. Hopefully, uh, like I said, they always make it seem so much worse than what it really is. And hopefully that's the case this time. But if not, please make sure you're taking caution. I know we have plans uh, Thursday night that I hope don't get interrupted by, you know, any of this going on. But the reality is it's going to be cold as balls. I just cold as balls. We were talking about uh, Friday with a Christmas party that I'm actually doing some music for, um, you know, going to be cold. That's just a, that's just the reality of the situation. It is December. It's the Midwest. 
but this is like next level cold they're talking about. So we just ugh, nasty stuff. But uh, anyway, like I said, hope you guys all have a great Christmas season. I know we're about to kick our Christmas week off here with the Sean B show on Tuesday. Of course, uh, be back here again on Thursday. Gets a little choppy, okay? Because there's a lot of changes coming to the podcast. We wanna we wanna do some things and get them implemented. We got a lot of goals for 2023. Um, that's enough talking about uh, me and what I'm doing. We're gonna talk about sports and what they're doing because that's what I like doing. Uh, got a couple comments. I know they said on the second stream or on the Sean B Show Facebook page. Anybody who commented on the stream got a free high five. So. I'm, I want to owe people some high fives. I want people to stop by and say hello. And uh, if you got a comment about anything I'm saying, please leave that comment in the comments section and uh, I'll address it or I won't. Either way, I'll ignore it. I, it doesn't matter. But uh, free high fives for that. I got zero sugar, big red. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Big red, zero sugar. It's really freaking good. I've had big red since I was a kid. Like I've I've not I've not been a big big red guy. It's a big thing here in Indiana, but I kind of got over it after you know when I grow up a little bit. But big red zero sugar, not bad, not bad. Find it at a local convenience store near you. Again, please go to secondstringmedia.net get those products off the Second String Media store now. Moving on, National Football League Week 15. We know what the Colts did. Okay, no reason to talk about that. We know what the Colts did. I had a big bet going for every game of week 15, and I was perfect through Saturday. I got the Thursday night game right at 49ers minus three. I had Browns, Bills, and I had Colts plus four. So I had all that going well through Saturday. Then, of course, NFL Sunday surprising me again. Eagles, Bears, Bears actually looked like they wanted to be there. Like it was a good Bears team, good showing. Justin Fields showing out like he always does. Bears lose by five, Eagles don't cover. Bet's dead. And again, this is like if you go and bet all 16 games of a given NFL week, that bet's gonna pay you six figures. This was a $20 bet that would have paid like 128 grand. So obviously a, a long shot. But uh yeah, I didn't miss it by as much as I thought I would, okay? I had Dolphins plus seven. They covered. Bills win 32-29. I thought the Bills would win that game, but I didn't think it'd be by much. I thought Miami would make it close. For a while, I thought Miami was going to win. It looked really good. Lions-Jets had Lions on the money line. That's That team is hot. Okay, this Lions team is really, really, really hot. They're going to be – they're going to be – they're going to mess some people up. Okay. They're going to mess some people up bad. They're still right outside the playoff picture in the NFC. But they're on fire. This is a really, really good Lions team that looks like they're poised to win. Jared Goff's playing well. The defense is... They haven't been able to stop anybody. But that offense is just good enough to continue to keep them in football games. Lions are going to be tough to deal with. Don't sleep on the Lions. Steelers-Panthers, I thought Carolina would win this game. I missed that one. I had Carolina minus three. Uh, Steelers did a good job playing football. Okay. Mitch Trubisky managed the game well. 17-22 for a buck 79. Najee Harris was a stud on the ground. 86 yards and a touch. Steelers get the win. 
Eight point win. That'd have been great. Been great to have the other side of that. Because <clears throat> I thought Carolina was poised. Uh, who are the Houston Texans? This is this is a worrisome game on the Colts schedule. Not that there's a lot to lose, but I'll talk about what they do have to lose, what they could potentially lose here in a few minutes. But the Texans took Dallas to overtime. That game didn't go to overtime. That game didn't go to overtime. Sorry. Took Dallas to the wire. Took the Chiefs to overtime. Chiefs went on a walk-off touchdown. <clears throat> this Texans team is playing really good. Lovey Smith's doing a great job with a team that has next to no talent. Great, great Texans football being played down there. Saints get a win over the Falcons in a division that I don't I don't know how. How do you decide this division? I mean, are they going to flip a coin? Because nobody can win. The Buccaneers are a full game ahead of Carolina, and they're 6-8. and eight. And I don't know if they're going to win another game. They come out against Cincinnati, looked really good in the first half, fell the fuck apart in the second half. And the Bengals team is really good. Bengals get the win 34-23. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC South. It might be worse than the AFC South. Jaguars get a win over Dallas, and that really fucks some shit up for me. Tell you about that in a minute. Jacksonville looks good. Trevor Lawrence starting to look like a stud, like a legitimate stud. He's got weapons and he's using them. Denver Broncos without Russell Wilson get a win over Arizona. Despite that, still a win. Denver Broncos, no Russell Wilson, no problem. All right, we'll just use Brett Rippon. Buck 97 with a tud and a pick. 21 of 26, though. Fantastic, fantastic completion percentage. Latavius Murray had a buck 30 on the ground with a tud. Marlon Mack. You remember the name? Marlon Mack. 37 yards of his own with a tud. Broncos country. Let's ride. Don't mind. Don't matter if Russell's cooking or not. How about the Raiders over the Patriots in the dumbest play in the history of the NFL? Maybe not the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. The Colts will always have that record with that like two-man nine over here punting situation shit. I don't even know what that was against New England. Jacoby Myers throws back towards Mac Jones. Not not sure what he thought Mac Jones was going to do, but trying to keep the game alive. Obviously, hindsight's 2020. Should have just went to overtime, but the Raiders walking off, walking off touchdown against New England. Patriots are in trouble. Chargers beat the Titans. Needed that one. Tell you why here in a minute. Bengals, Bucks talked about it. Giants commanders, I watched this entire game, had money on this entire game, almost hit my same game parlay for this game. I really needed this game to go to overtime because all I needed was Darius Slayton to have 23 more yards and Taylor Heineke to complete two more passes. That's all I needed. So when this game looks like it's going to overtime, the last two plays of the game were so fucked. Like... You see Terry McLaurin checking with the official. Am I covering him? Checks him twice. Flagged for not being up on the line of scrimmage. Uncovered tackle. Fucked. Next play. Obvious pass interference. Should have never been a question. Obvious pass interference. Giants win the football game. You know, nobody knows if the commanders would have got the two-point conversion, whatever it was. Like, I get that. But that's a call 
that the officials need to make despite the situation. Nobody wants to call a pass interference there, okay? But you have to. You have to make that call because it was so obvious. It wasn't like a little bit of contact bump here and there. It was obvious pass interference. And again, you should, as a receiver, always be able to check with the official to make sure that they're covering the tackle so that there's not an illegal formation call. That's what happened. Bad deal. Okay, bad deal. That should have been a ton. And then Rams-Packers last night, going to be completely honest with you, did not watch this one at all. 24-12, Packers get the win. Do they still have a chance? I mean, I, I don't know why I never want to feel like Aaron Rodgers is out of anything. But, I mean, they're 6-8. and eight. They need a lot of help. They did get the win last night on Monday night. They needed, of course, the Rams going to Lambeau. I mean, what, what did you expect? But look at this. Baker Mayfield. 12 of 21 for a buck 11. Another touchdown pass is a Ram. This guy has still only been on this team for a week and a half. Cam Akers, 65 yards. None going on. Couple field goals. Couple field goals. Rams kind of tossed it in. I think, uh, I think they're actually officially eliminated, if I'm not mistaken. They are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Why are the Colts still in? Why are the Colts still, why do I still have to sit here, the optimist that I am, and talk about the Colts and how they still have a chance to make the National Football League playoffs, to host a playoff game? The Colts still have that chance. The New York Times does a great thing where you can go in and enter your own scenario. How can the Indianapolis Colts make the playoffs? If this happens, 100% chance the Colts host a home playoff game. 100% chance if in week 16, the Jets beat the Jaguars. And this is exact now because you need the Titans to lose out and you have to have the Jaguars. They they, they play the Titans. So you've got to have the Jags win that game. But that's the only game you want the Jags winning. So it has to be exact. Jets beat the Jaguars. Texans beat the Titans. Obviously, Colts beat the Chargers. That's week 16. Week 17, Cowboys beat the Titans. Texans beat the Jaguars. Colts obviously get the win over the Giants. Week 18, Colts beat the Texans. Jaguars beat the Titans. Now, here's why I like that. And I honestly hope it comes down to that because you got week 18 matchups, Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Titans, week 18. These are all still TBD games. This Jags Titans game could possibly, let me see here. Where is this? This is in Jacksonville. So it'll be a one o'clock game. I almost, I almost assure you. It'll be a one o'clock game and Colts Texans has to be a one o'clock game, right? So let's get down to this last week of the season. Let's decide the AFC South like this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Aaron, it's how it works. Let's get down to the AFC South 
Last two games of the year, Jags, Titans, Colts, Texans. Okay? And if this scenario works out, as if, as I have mapped, the Colts will be 7, 9, and 1. Titans, Jags, 7, and 10. The tie saves us. We re-signed Rodrigo Blankenship. Thank him for tying. Thank him for the tie. Here's what blows me away about this, though. So, if this works, and I don't know that, obviously, it's we're, we're talking long shots here. Longer shots than we were talking last week before the Colts pissed away a 33-point lead. We're talking longer shots. Okay? But here's the deal. If this holds true, and this kind of surprises me a little bit, record in common games. Colts with a better record than all three other AFC South teams in common games. If this holds true. Now, we're being real here, right? Like, we're, we're being real, right? Like, I don't want to have to seriously put my heart and soul into this. I don't want to seriously have to continue to believe in a team that doesn't even believe in itself. Listen to Matt Ryan after the game. Listen to this. Check this out. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's a tough one to swallow. Um, a lot of a lot of really good, you know, in in the first half, and but you know, it's it's more of the same when you have your opportunities to finish drives with touchdowns. You know, speaking from the offensive perspective, uh, even early in games, you know, when you get those chances, you, you've got to be opportunistic, uh, and ultimately, we just we didn't make enough plays um, to to you know get the job done and. We didn't make enough plays at the right time. Um, when you have chances to, to put people away, uh, we've got to do a better job than we have done up until this point. We didn't make enough plays? You would, That's a guy right there that for 30 seconds was doing everything he could to not say our defense and our coaching shit the bed. And I'm not saying our defensive players. I mean, yes, but at the end of the day, the Colts spent the entire second half of that football game in back off, protect a lead, prevent stupid fucking defense. The entire second half. I believe they blitzed once in the second half. Maybe not at all. I don't understand the mentality of that when you're at in the beginning of the second quarter. The beginning of the second quarter. And again, it's the only thing. It's my evidence that the Indianapolis Colts are actually tanking. There was no effort defensively. There was no Jonathan Taylor offensively. He makes a few plays. He makes a few more plays than the offense was able to make in the second half. But there was no JT. He's done for the year. That sucks. But again, if, if you're not playing for anything, why? But they just quit. And I went on Facebook. I, I did this. I personally, on Facebook, went on and said, the haters are awfully quiet right now. The haters are awfully quiet right now. Is all I said. You want to talk about a post that did not age well. 
It's that one. It's when a half an hour later, I'm sitting over here in my living room eating shit because, again, the Indianapolis Colts decided to be the 2022 Indianapolis Colts. It's unbelievable to me. I don't know how to process it. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I don't. I don't know what to do. Other than just say, because we've talked about the tank scenarios, right? We've talked about. I want to look this up. We've talked about you know what the Colts can do at the top end of the draft. We know Duggan is coming out from Kansas State, and that guy's tough. That guy's real tough. Let's see here. Let's see some draft scenarios. <clears throat> Again, the Texans are going to get Bryce Young. I don't think they're going to, I don't know that there's an opportunity for them to even bounce out of the, yeah, I guess they still could bounce out of that one pick spot. I don't think they will. They're one twelve and one. The Bears are three and 11. I think the Texans are picking one. I mean, that's not even bold to say. Bryce Young from Alabama going to Houston. And they... uh, Yeah. Pardon me. So when we look at who's taking quarterbacks... We we got to go down the list. Right now they've got in the mock the Lions at number four taking C.J. Stroud. How are the the Lions aren't even at number four anymore? So but they've got the Lions wanting C.J. Stroud, and then the Colts taking Will Levis. I mean, that's, that's been who it is. Tanner McKee out of Stanford to Carolina. Still trying to look down this list. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what you're trying to move up for. Are you, are you trying to draft C.J. Stroud? I, I don't like that. I don't like that method. I'm not I'm not sold on CJ Stroud. I'm more sold on Will Levis. But here's the problem. Say you draft a guy, and you gotta think the Colts are going quarterback in the first round. So say you draft a guy. What do you do next year? Do you keep Matt Ryan around? Do you do that? Keep him around. Let him play his last year as, a, as, a, as an NFL player, I assume. Does he retire after this year after getting the shit kicked out of him for 18 weeks? 16? 15? Lest we never forget the same Ellinger time. So what's your solution for 2023? Are you going to draft a rookie and just say, fuck it, kid, go for it? With this offensive line... Playing like that, I, I, I really, really hope they play better. I really hope they figure out the offensive line. 
Now, I don't think they're going to do that in the first round. There's not another Quentin Nelson out there. But so say you draft it. Let's just go with Will Levis, who where I think the Colts can draft will probably be my favorite. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know what they're planning on doing. You know, it looks like maybe it make it looks like maybe they are battling Carolina for that middle of the road kind of late top ten as far as teams that are taking quarterbacks. But Carolina can't win either. So, you know, I, I just don't see a big difference in the quarterback you're going to get at seven or eight and the quarterback you're going to get at 11 or 12. I, I don't see a big difference in those two people. Not one that would say, you know what? We got to fucking lose. We got to lose big. If the Colts finish, what do we got? Let's say the Colts don't win again. Finish, what would that, 4-12-1. and one. I mean, you might move into the top five. I don't know what game the Rams are planning on winning. Cardinals haven't looked good. Denver may have found a solution for now in, uh, in Brett Rippon. But I, I don't know if you break into the top five. It's all situational, how that works out. All these teams have the same thought process, by the way. All these fan bases are out there saying the same shit. We kind of want to win, but we don't because, you know, draft picks. But if you, you've got to study the draft before you say shit like that. Like, they say this is a quarterback heavy year, is it? There's a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, you, I, I just, I feel like you get a guy like CJ Stroud. I, I, and don't get me wrong. He's obviously an accomplished college quarterback, but I say this about quarterbacks that played Ohio state, Alabama, the big schools all the time. They don't know what pressure is. Maybe they've learned it in a couple of games. Maybe they've had issues in a couple of games, but the reality is they're playing with the best of the best offensive line and the best of the best receivers. So you got an offensive line that gives you a wall and receivers that know how to get separation against the competition they're playing. It's just a, you know, and I said the same thing about Justin Fields. Justin Fields, not a great passer. Not a bad, I mean, he can, he can throw the ball. He's got a cannon, don't get me wrong. But his passing stats aren't blowing people away. He's winning right now with his legs. He's doing it with his legs. And we still have yet to see any sustainability out of that. You would have said Lamar Jackson until a couple weeks ago. Look where Lamar Jackson is hurt. That running option at quarterback is eventually, from what we've seen in the past, going to burn you. So... You know, like I said, Levis again, more of a more of a pocket guy, still still a quick guy, still uses his legs, but he's got a big arm. He's got a big arm. So to me, that's that's my target for the Colts in the draft. Again, you're not getting Bryce Young. And I'd still say the same thing about Bryce Young. Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. 
Same difference. Okay, he's got the same thing going on. He's good. Jalen's had a great year. But he's had to make adjustments. He's not standing in these pockets that you could put Mack trucks in like he did at Alabama. Looks pretty comfortable, though, man. Jalen Hurts, baller. That's a guy that I, I didn't believe in. I outwardly said that. These guys were insane. Jalen Hurts, baller. Justin Fields is balling. Those two guys, I'm proud of those two guys. Justin Fields is like, we suck, but I'm going to do this anyway. Jalen Hurts has got the Eagles 13-1. This is, what a great time. I said at the beginning of this NFL season, I don't think Jalen Hurts has got it. This guy's making things happen. Making big things happen. Eagles are 13 and 1. At this point, look at the NFC East. I mean, full three game lead. Cowboys can. I think the Cowboys, if they win and beat the Eagles, will own a tiebreaker of sorts. So the Eagles haven't clinched the division yet. Niners clinched in the NFC West. Of course, we knew that was going to happen. The Seahawks kind of falling off. I was excited about the Seahawks team for a while. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs anymore. Vikings 11-3. They clinched the NFC North. The NFC South. What's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen in the NFC South? I mean, this coming week, the Falcons are in Baltimore. The Panthers host the Lions. The Saints go to Cleveland. Tom Brady and the Bucks go to Arizona. I, I want to say the Bucks should beat the Cardinals on Sunday night, but what I, I can't say that. Colt McCoy's in there balling for his city. The Browns look flat with Deshaun Watson. The Browns look absolutely flat with Deshaun Watson. They did get a win, but they just, I'm I'm still a bigger fan of the Jacoby Brissett Browns. I get why you would play Deshaun right now. You're going to pay this guy a lot. Get that rust knocked off. Get this guy some momentum going into the next year. I absolutely get why you play Deshaun right now. But Buck 61 and a Tud, 18 and 28. That's not a $40 million guy. Can't be. Nick Chubb, 99 yards on the ground. Cleveland can do things, man. Jacoby got in there, got him a carry. I, I like the Jacoby Brissett Browns, and I'll tell you this right now. People shit all over Jacoby when he was a Colt. And I even told them they were crazy when they thought JB7 should have been the guy they signed. Hindsight's 2020. I'll tell you what. That's that's at least a guy who who would have been here. He'd still be our quarterback. The carousel would have been halted. We we still might be looking for one. But if but but if you'd known the Carson Wentz experiment was going to go like it did, if you'd known the Matt Ryan experiment was going to go like it did. And don't tell me you fucking did. 
because you didn't. Everybody thought the Colts were going to be there. There's so much momentum coming out of training camp. Nobody thought this, this was going to go this bad. This is why it hurts so much. I don't know. NFL playoffs shaping up, though. Bills have clinched the playoffs, not the division. Chiefs are that number two team. They have also clinched. We'll see who gets the one seed. Obviously, the Bills have the head-to-head win over the Chiefs. Both teams right now 11-3. and Chiefs also clinched their division. Cincinnati currently in the three seed. Titans in the four seed with that lead in the AFC South that we hope will diminish over the next few weeks. Get the rest of the South playing bad. Get the Colts figuring it out. And that's why do we even want to go to the playoffs? They're not any good. They're not any good. I don't even know why you want to go to the playoffs. Host a home playoff game. Everybody goes back to O and O. I'm the optimist, okay? I get that. I get that people are sitting there like you're fucking crazy. I know. But I can't sit here and get excited about, well, I mean, be better if we went out and lost. You know, I just wish we went out and lost. You know, get a better draft pick. Hey, there's nothing fun about that. So I ain't fucking doing it. I've laid this out. This is how this works. Jets beat the Jags. Texans beat the Titans. Colts beat the Chargers. That's week 16. That's how this goes. Any other form of that, then I'll stop. Then we'll be eliminated, and I'll have to spend two weeks then positioning ourselves in the NFL draft, which I've said before, I don't think matters that much, provided the teams around us and provided the quarterbacks in the draft. I just don't. The question for the Colts is, what's going to be the case of Chris Ballard? What's going to happen to that guy? Now, I've said this a lot. I think Chris Ballard has missed and only missed at these quarterback positions. And I don't know so much. I still can't tell if he missed that bad on Matt Ryan. That dude has been running for his life all year. Where Chris Ballard needs to worry is not re-signing Mark Lewinsky. Because that offensive line is fucking paid. And they can't block anyone. Ryan Kelly, what, what's the future of that guy? He's not been good. He's got a lot going on personally. Understood. But he has not been good. I don't know. On to things that don't depress me as bad. The Indiana Pacers play tomorrow night in Boston. It's going to be a tough one. Okay, they're dropping games that you really wish you would have got. Okay, they come home, beat uh, beat the Golden State 125-119 last Wednesday. Dropped a game to Cleveland that they felt like they could have won. Dropped a game to the Knicks Friday night that they felt like they could have. Sunday night, sorry, that they felt like we felt like they should have won. Then you got to go to Boston tomorrow. Boston's really good. Don't know if you guys know that or not. They're the number two seed in the uh, Eastern Conference, 22-9 and nine record. They score a lot of points. Cavaliers right there at number three. The Pacers are slipping, slipping. They're now under 515-16. They've lost seven of their last ten, including two in a row. They need to get back to comfortable, okay? They need to really, really get back to comfortable. 
this Miles Turner thing that we had going on for a while was really awesome, where he was a double-double machine, and he was doing his thing. Then he comes out for six and eight against the Knicks. You got, you need it. You need Miles Turner to be Miles Turner. I mean, he played 33 minutes, six points, eight boards. You need that guy to be that guy. Uh, Aaron Neesmith, buddy, healed 23 apiece on Sunday night. Benedict Matherin, a lot of people calling for him to be in the starting lineup. I like where he is coming off the bench. But uh, Aaron Neesmith playing really well against the Knicks. Buddy Heald still doing standard Buddy Heald things. He's not going to blow your mind, but he's pretty good. But Miles Turner, to me, has been the difference in this Pacers team as of late. More specifically, over the last 10 games, the West Coast, the rest, the West Coast road trip didn't help. And those are never fun. But it didn't help to go out there and just get the pants kicked off of them like they did. The last 10, not been kind. Nets get a three-point win. On the t- back on the 10th, uh, you drop one to the Heat back on the 12th. Just uh, just a lot of tough games in this stretch where Pacers not coming out on the winning end of close games. They haven't been blown out in a while. I mean, this hasn't, hadn't been bad for a while. The Blazers won by 16, but this is back on the road trip. Jazz won by uh, – they, they were getting blown out on the road trip. That hadn't happened. Every game since the road trip's been within 10 points. Need a lot more out of Miles Turner than what you're getting right now. That's the Pacers story. The Indiana Hoosiers play tonight. The Elon Phoenix come to Assembly Hall for uh, the first of two final tune-up games before the Big Ten season starts. Indiana kind of got their uh, wake-up call as, uh, as was needed. Okay, the Hoosiers are now number 18 in the country. And you, you got to wonder, like, is this where they belong? Because we're looking back at Indiana's schedule, and I want to look at some of these, some of these games. The North Carolina game was a great one. You felt really good after that North Carolina win, but then you turned around and followed it up with a 15-point loss out in Piscataway at Rutgers. Everything else has looked pretty good. The Xavier win was close. Xavier's still not ranked. And everything else, you're beating teams like you should beat teams. But then you head to Vegas. Arizona just, I, I know that that, that was a 15, 14-point game. It was really close near the end, but that was a blowout in the beginning that Indiana found a way to get back in, kept it there for a while, and then found a way to get back out of. Kansas dominated 40 minutes of basketball. You know, you went out and got your butt kicked a little bit. Hopefully that helps the Hoosiers figure it out. Last couple tune-up games, then you got Iowa January 5th to kick off the Big Ten season. Big Ten's going to be tough, Okay. You got Wisconsin there in the top 25. Illinois is a tough out. Michigan State, I know they're unranked right now, but they're always going to be tough. Ohio State unranked, always going to be tough. Number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, still hanging out there up top. They got they got any matches with Rutgers coming because that's what happens to Purdue. You got Michigan Northwestern. You got Illinois twice. You got Iowa twice. You got Purdue twice. You got Michigan twice. Like It's going to be an interesting uh going to be an interesting little season, okay, for the Indiana Hoosiers. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Speaking of college sports, college bowl season continues today. This part of bowl season is fun because it's like the what the fuck is that bowl? <coughs> We've had so far. Why does New Mexico get its own bowl game? The New Mexico Bowl between Brigham Young and Southern Miss. 
That was Saturday. BYU, a thrilling one-point win in a game that doesn't really fucking matter. A lot of these things, I just don't understand what they're doing. We got the Vegas Bowl. Okay, that's actually cool. Kids that are in college are like, I want to go to the Vegas Bowl. Vegas sounds great. Hell yeah, it sounds great. Go to the Vegas Bowl. But then you tell these kids from BYU that you're playing in the New Mexico Bowl. What the fuck are you talking about? New Mexico Bowl. Who are we playing? Southern Methodist? Eh. Eh. The Lending Tree Bowl. Southern Miss against Rice. That was a 38-24 to thriller. I watched the Bahamas Bowl. UAB and Miami of Ohio Friday in the Bahamas Bowl. Watch that game. And yeah, the, the game of football was entertaining, but it looked like a high school game. It looked like a high school game. Now, oh, some of these bowls, they make me wonder. Today at 3.30, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Now, this has been a thing for a while. Eastern Michigan to play San Jose State. Boca Raton Bowl. Again, this is another one. Tonight at 7.30, the Boca Raton Bowl. Gives a shit. Liberty and Toledo will battle it out. Go Rockets. The New Orleans Bowl. New Orleans is awesome. Put these bowls in actual travel destinations like Boca Raton. Who can afford to go there? Some people I'm sure can. I cannot. But the New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky, South Alabama. Uh, All right. The Armed Forces Bowl. Air Force hosting Baylor. That's Thursday. That's Thursday. Uh, there's a, Let's look down this list. A Gasparilla Bowl. Wake Forest in Missouri. Uh, the Hawaii Bowl. Great Bowl. The Hawaii Bowl. Middle Tennessee and San Diego State. Some of these matchups are interesting to see. But as you get deeper into bowl season, it obviously becomes more exciting. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which again... <laughs> capitalism baby Wisconsin and Oklahoma State gonna be a good game that's gonna be a real good game uh, let's see here the Holiday Bowl Oregon and North Carolina should be an Oregon blowout um, the Pinstripe Bowl Indiana's played in the Pinstripe Bowl here years ago at Yankee Stadium Syracuse and Minnesota got the Cheez-It Bowl who doesn't love Cheez-It's Oklahoma and Florida State then, of course, the Alamo Bowl, Texas and Washington. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Maryland and North Carolina State will move down bowl list, move down bowl list. And then, of course, the New Year's Six, the Orange Bowl, Tennessee and Clemson, the Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State. And then we are headed to that Final Four. Okay? That Final Four is going to I'm jacked about this Final Four. Because I do love this part of college football. The Fiesta Bowl. Texas Christian versus Michigan. The Peach Bowl. Iowa State and Georgia. Yeah. Bowl season. We're deep in the thick of it. Um, But like I said, I I don't know how they find the money to fund these things. I don't know how they find the money to fund these things. Like, because I don't, I don't know who, I, I don't know. Maybe it's out there. I still see it. France wins the World Cup. Just kidding. So here we are with this ticket that I've been talking about for the last few weeks. And it. Uh, I hope he took the cash out. 
I'm going to expand on this a little bit so y'all can see it. And finally, this can be done in a way forever. I don't know who that random person is, but uh, we had all those legs hit. And then Argentina, on penalty kicks, beats France to win the World Cup for 2022. Argentinians go crazy. I love watching World Cup celebrations. But this bet got to the last part and did not hit. Now, what I would have done in this situation, being an experienced sports better like I am now, I would have gotten all the way to this final leg. France wins the 2022 World Cup. You got a $26 bet. You're at risk right now for $26 fucking dollars. With 577, I don't know what the fuck the noise is. I got a noise in here. Probably behind me. Yeah, well, you got $26 at risk, 557000 on the line. What I'm doing in this situation is I'm finding, because Argentina's odds to beat France, it was close. You got pretty good odds there. I'm figuring out something probably about a probably about a $250,000 bet on Argentina to win the World Cup. Then if you then no matter what you're basically guaranteed to make about 300 grand. As opposed to 557 grand, that's fine. But I'm getting to that last leg. Cash out offer was 81,000. I'm going to look at this and say, well, no. Why would I do that? Prior to the World Cup, for sure. But once France got to the final and you're still holding on, bet the other side of that. Make you some money. And he probably did. And the cash out probably went up once France got to the final. We don't know what this guy did. I've been trying to research it. I can't. For all I know, this is fucking fake. But now it will be removed and out of my life forever. It's gone. See ya. That's that. Done with it. Argentina wins the World Cup. Everybody's happy. It's a great time. Look, that was a great game. Great game. Happened to be simultaneously occurring during the Colts game, which I also thought was a great game, but I won't get into that again. I will talk briefly, though. Again, NFL playoff picture. A lot of things going on, okay? Like, it's week 16 now, and we've only got five teams that are eliminated. Colts down there at 4-9-1, still with a shot. The Falcons, you got teams down here that are only in because of their, they only have a chance because of their division. The Falcons, the Saints, it's their division. There's too much thickness going on on the bubble of the NFC playoffs. Okay, you got the Giants at number six, at 8-5-1, the Commanders at number seven, seven, six, and one. And this this is this is the best. <laughs> the best thing ever. If it were to end right now, an entire division is going to the NFL playoffs. An entire division. The Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders at this moment are all playoff teams. And I think that's pretty cool considering 
the NFC East we talked about being one of the worst divisions out there. And I say we because I absolutely was part of that conversation. We talked about it. They were one of the worst divisions out there to us at the beginning of the year. Four playoff teams. I do think the Giants are the worst eight and five team I've ever seen. They're not good. Okay? These guys are going to go to the playoffs, and, and it's going to be trouble for them. They are only Saquon Barkley. That's all they, that's, that's what the Giants are. Daniel Jones is okay. Look, he's okay. But they are Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones, 21 of 32 for a buck 60, no tud. Saquon, 18 of 87 with a tud. Not a lot of offense going here, guys. Not a lot of offense whatsoever. Taylor Heineke looked pretty good. Down at the end, I thought he was going to take him all the way. I thought this guy was going to be the guy that takes him all the way. Taylor Heineke looks really good. I hope, and I really, really hope Washington stops shitting on this man and that he is their 2023 opening day starter, game week one starter. It should be this guy's earned it, especially if he takes him to the playoffs. Taylor Heineke, baby, I like him. I like him a lot, and he's cool as a cucumber. If you ever see him in interviews, he's absolutely cool as a cucumber. Big old fan of Taylor Heineke. Uh, a couple things to talk about. One is Caesar Sportsbook. Look, if you're not betting on Caesar Sportsbook, you probably should be. The only reason I say that is because if you have Caesar's Rewards, Caesar Sportsbook has Caesar's Rewards. I'm a Diamond Elite member with Caesar's. I can't bet somewhere else. I got all these hotel perks and free play and free bets and everything on the line. All right? I'm a fucking Caesar. Where are you? You need to also be a Caesar. That's what's up. Caesar's Rewards, Caesar Sportsbook. Download the app. They've got an amazing promo. $1,001 in free bets returned to you on your first bet up to. Better get there and do that, okay? Caesar Sportsbook. That's where it's at. Of course, you can see the Sean B. Show live on Facebook or YouTube or twitch.tv slash Media. But did you know that you can find the Sean B. Show on the podcast verse. Yeah. That's the idea of this whole thing. Okay. Spotify, iTunes, Google podcasts. If you're listening live or right now, go listen to the pod later. Or if you can't listen live, go listen to the pod. It's there. Okay. It's there on Spotify and iTunes and Google podcasts. We're going to start putting it in other places too. We just, you know, don't yet. No big deal. It's whatever. Of course, there's one more thing I want to talk about uh, real quick before I go. If you go to the Mind Snacks podcast Facebook page, there is a link to purchase this book called Salvation by my friend J.D. Clayson. Okay, the book is called Salvation by J.D. Clayson. I will put the link to purchase the book also in the description in the episode on Spotify and iTunes of this podcast right here, this one. That's right. So if you're looking for a great read, Salvation by J.D. Clayson. It's available on Amazon, paperback, or Kindle. Okay? Great read. We had J.D. on the the, uh, Mind Snacks podcast last week. He's fantastic. Go check out the book. It's called Salvation. It's absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much, J.D., for coming on the show. This has been the Sean B. Show. I'm about to be done. I'm about to be done, though, for Thursday. 
I don't know. I, like, are, am I still frozen somewhere? Like, I've had live stream issues in the past. I get that. But I don't think I've got them today. I'm going to, I'll check for myself again. Be aware you're here. Maybe that's just on your end. Oh, wait. That was a long time ago. Hold on a second here. This obviously talking about the uh, live stream. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's frozen anymore. Or maybe it never was. No, it doesn't matter. I don't think anybody's watching either. This has been the Sean B show guys. A couple comments before I go, of course, check us out on Thursday for the live stream on Thursday. We'll talk about uh, Thursday night football, talk about the uh, Hoosiers and the Pacers, talk about awesome stuff. Christmas coming up on Thursday and do me the favor and go to secondstringmedia.net and click on second string media store. See if there's anything in there you like. All right. Okay. Got all our designs on some really cool products. We're going to upload new designs later. It's exciting stuff, man. Big time. Sean B's show. I'm Sean Burton. I support that message. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. So you guys have a great night. Day. It's like fucking noon. Thank <laughs> you.